Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO. The show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and those who want to do it a little better. I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Yes, that's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. So we invite you to visit and explore for our for your benefit. And whether you are a park ranger in eastern Tanzania struggling to preserve big endangered game like elephants and rhinos from poachers like Roger, uh, or if whether, whether you're a statistician trying to serve both client and integrity with a single set of findings like Alan, we're here to bring you the sage counsel from business masters to aid your career, aid your career and your ventures. Now, today's episode is entitled, Making 2016 Your Most Fun and Fulfilling Career Year. Yeah, that's right. Today, we're going to toss in to last year's trash can, that old tragic myth that one must grind one's way up to the top. And we are going to remove all the thorns from your desk chair, and we're going to get you back on the absolutely most important and the much, much more better career path, the one that you want, you know, the one where you enter your work with a smile, you take pride and fulfillment in your efforts, and you even laugh a lot along the way. And no, we're not talking to some nirvana here or some Eden or some paradise, my friend. Friends, we're just going to take you on the career that you've that you know you should have, and we know the the one that you know you've got to have on the wing if you're ever going to be successful. So, we invite you to put it, put your smile on, seize yourself all the rewards you richly deserve, and let's get giving you some let's get you some fun this very day. But before we fling wide the portals onto this worker's paradise. Why don't we take a few moments to give everyone out there a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. So first, as I always do, please allow me to remind everybody hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the privileges and title of Chief Executive Officer of Yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, so allow me to ask uh, on this day, and as we begin the new year under the aegis of Janus, the great Roman deity that looks both forward and back as we make a transition, will this be the day that you finally begin to work for yourself? I mean, for your own benefit, and take some justified personal pride in all the tasks that are in front of you? Or will you continue to see yourself in this new year as just one more person performing services? for someone else. The choice is truly yours. Now as a second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me haul it out here, my friends, and thumb through the pages. Okay, okay, this is I like this one. Uh, this is number 36. We can learn a lot from computers. Any device that convinces its operators routinely to accept full blame for all its own errors is worthy of great study. <laughs> and 
fine art of blame transference and the accompanying inferiority complexes it puts on people like you and me is seldom matched anywhere except perhaps in the case of children who magically uh, affix it to their parents. But how they do that, none of us knows. <laughs> and as a third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the starter spoon. Right now, we are going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. And today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation, and we're going to invite you to email us the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. Yes, that's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So listen carefully as we say the author of last week's quote, uh... Advice to big business, don't buy the patent, hire the guy who got it, was spoken by the physician Martin H. Fisher. So now, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and find out where the yucks, where the fun and enthusiasms are working, and how you can draw some of them into your office. And if we are really going to have some fun with this, I thought rather than just blithering out a, a bunch of you should do this kind of thing out at you, I thought what we might want to do is have me make a proper suggestion and, per, and include a little story about some exec who's employed this uh, 2006 technique and had some own personal benefit from it. So uh, this way you might get a chance to see if it, if this particular New Year's resolution fits you like a lovingly tailored Armani or if it's really just one more old Goodyear tire. Uh, and so here, uh, following an absolutely no particular order whatsoever, let us have New Year's resolution for 2016 for fun and laughter and profit, number one. And that is step back, take a look, and laugh. Yes, my friends, business really is a very, very funny proposition. And you need to cultivate a sense of humor. I mean, you heard about the attorney uh, who had no sense of humor, didn't you? He lost his appeal. And I think that we all have to, we all have to think about that. A little fun is probably is what we're all here for to begin with. And to working to see the, f the funny side of things also holds another great benefit. It forces you to climb up that 300-foot ladder and take an overview and see what's going on. This is what I mean. When some quipster uh, makes a crack like, you know, the marketing department wants it sold for a dime, the CFO wants a profit of a dollar, and the CEO wants it done yesterday, what this firm really needs is a chief reality officer. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a funny little thing to say, but to do that, you have to get up and take a look at what's really going on in your company. And humor forces you to do that, and believe me, this is something we all need to do. So for fun and profit, cultivate that sense of humor, and for heaven's sakes, don't be afraid to share it, both with those in your firm and with those you just meet um on the bus, on the way home, and with the family. After all, it wouldn't hurt you to be known as a guy who had some fun. People might want to listen to you a little bit more. That's another advantage of humor. And, okay, let's look around a little bit more. And 
what else would be another good uh, 2016 resolution? And I think the one, this one is a little more seriousness, serious. Ladies and gentlemen, find your purpose. Now, I mean this in a double sense. You've got to answer the question, what the heck am I doing all this for? Think about that. You, It's so easy to be distracted into the work of the task without seeing the bigger picture. And it's like rolling the stone of Sisyphus if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. So, first of all, whatever you're doing, find out where it fits in the company. It will certainly help you mold what you're doing a little better. It will make it more efficient to know who is going to be looking at this work, where it fits into the whole company goal. And that's something that you that your that managers are constantly trying to give every single employee in the company if they're good. But it's it's not the manager's job alone. This is your job to find this out. Where does it fit? Where does this task fit? Where does this report fit? And then, of course, you'll do it better. But there's also another finding of the purpose. What does this serve you? Where there, You have a marvelous career in front of you. And what is this task? What is this company? What is going on that is going to benefit you? Where is the benefit for all of this and everything uh, that you do? It may not be direct, but it should be there or you should see it. And if it isn't, you should se- severely question, what the heck am I doing this for? Now, as an example, Miss Aldana Ambler, one of the nation's very, very top growth consultant, uses this sort of nosy poking around, keep constantly asking why, and, and then why this, and then why this, to get a full picture of the corporation that she's consulting. But it also... Uh, makes a great tool for making necessary changes obvious. If you come right down to the why and you don't have a good reason, if you say, well, I really don't know why all our sales force makes uh, four forms and passes uh, two of them to marketing and one to distribution, we've just always done it, or something uh, quite that traditional and not too well thought out, then it's time for a change. So, uh, Aldana, you have showed us a good way, and may we all keep our eyes open on the purpose, our eyes on the prize and the goal. And number three, now this is this is one of my very favorites, I've got to say. This goes right to my heart because I am a joy boy. I love it. Number three resolution for 2016 for fulfillment and fun in business is to socialize and celebrate. And by this I mean stop trying to work at home. Don't see how much time you can spend away from everybody with your nose tucked into your little texting machine. Get up. Push away from the computer. Push away from the books. Get out and meet people. And when I say meet people, I mean get to know them as people. Find out around you what everyone in in other departments is doing. Find out what they're doing. You know, you might even ask how you could help them and strike up a relationship that way. And who knows? You could even, again, make business not just for fun but for profit by making the by greasing the wheels of how things get done. Sharon Mann, who is one of just the absolutely top, top recruiters, is a sole expert in 
making all business relationships personal. She finds out who people are. She finds out what they need. She offers them help. She is a sweet, personal, caring person. And by doing this, she is not just one of the smile and dial boys who comes out and tosses out recruitment packages. She knows each person, and by that, she is able to get them the very, very best position and something that suits both the company that's hiring them and the individual. So I'm going to ask you to just think about this under the Socialize and Celebrate. Make a vow in 2016 to, one, find some achievement of somebody in the company and celebrate it. Something they've done. It doesn't even have to be in your department. But to, but take your department head when he's done, when the department's done something right or he's done something right, uh, and go ahead and uh, take him take him out to lunch. Open a bottle of champagne. Why not? It's the best investment you ever made. Now, number number two, I'm going to say bring your supervisor and the people home uh, from your team uh, to your house. And if you really uh, live in as much of a hovel as my wife says I live in, then take them to a local nearby restaurant, or take them to uh, take them for a game of golf. Take them. Uh, pitching and putting, take them to bowling, it doesn't matter. Go for a bike ride. Take these people and try to get to know them. Do that with one person every month uh, that you work with. And thirdly, and this is most important, take a competitor to lunch and know, get to know their birthday. Have a bottle of wine delivered to that top client uh, right on her birthday by yourself. Bring two glasses. Why not? Bring three, maybe for uh, her boss or her assistant. One, one. And finally, number four, before we uh, before we leave the celebration uh, aspect of it, keep things festive by taking your work home and vice versa. And by that, I don't mean I don't mean the the filled briefcase. What we're talking about here is sharing your life with the other people in other sides of your life and to make yourself whole and make them apprised of what you're doing. Tom and Jody Jackson both uh, love their family and home life and they love their the jobs that they shared with them. When I was age 10, yes, they were my parents, when I was age 10, just from listening to the tales that my dad, Tom Jackson, shared with me and the family, I could name and knew the personalities of over a dozen people in this plant, and I never even met them. And it was he would weave these stories, and it made him more excited about work. It made us more excited about work. My mother did the same thing. She was a teacher, and so when tough times came for my mom, when there was a big crunch for grades or something, we all knew to give her a little more slack because this was she had shared this experience with us. This was something that we understood personally because we knew the story. Do that. And of course, may I uh, please do not forget to take your home life and share it uh, with work. Agatha Scoza was a very dear friend of mine. She worked in IT and had a nice little cubicle, but she was a uh, high-level skier, and she would bring in all these pictures of her skiing and also rock climbing. We did some rock climbing together. And what happened was people would stop by 
Agatha's cubicle, and they'd ask her about it. And so she further had kept a list of all the uh, the ski resorts of snow conditions. So people started coming by and getting to know her. This is, leads to a full life, and it makes her a richer, more valued person. And it, uh, in truth, it got her to meet a lot of people that wouldn't that she wouldn't have met otherwise and it did wonders for her career so i pass that on to you and it's and it's fun after all i like to know if i'm gonna when i should go up to mad river Glen and darn near die on my skis (laughs) so uh give it a shot reach out a little bit more now uh, ladies and gentlemen at this point you are listening to the art of the ceo radio show streaming live from blogtalkradio.com and we are at the point where we must uh, now take a brief sorbet that's the midpoint so let us in our feast of wisdom pause and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today and that firm is Prometheus Publishing creator of uh, among several other divisions Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides and you may visit bartsbooks.com that's b-a-r-t-s b-o-o-k-s dot com and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters the kind of things that will help you in your career and this very very day Prometheus Publishing would like to invite you to take a look at a book entitled So That's How They Do It Tactics from Business Masters and you know I, I really love this book because instead of some you know twelve step template, these pages offer you a smorgasbord of tactics that uh, have brought benefits to a, a large array of business masters, and they are friends. Uh, they're they're proven examples, and they're succinctly, humorously written, but they are disciplines, attitudes shortcuts, deep philosophic views that that have worked out and proven and and may have been the making of careers for so many of the people who are masters of their trade. So pick up a copy, study the text, look at the tools. If you don't, apply the ones that suit. If you don't, perhaps you can use that tool. It's something that will spark an idea in your own mind. So grab a copy at bartsbooks.com bookstore. And just uh, as another sideline, if you enjoyed today's quip and you're going to say, gee, I'd like to laugh a little bit and have a little bit of wisdom flung at me every week, well, we invite you to visit bartsbook.com homepage, click on that little blue mailbox and subscribe absolutely free and to Bart's Books Business Quips. And by the eternal enigma of email, you will receive your little wisdom dose and your laughter dose every week. So... Click on the box and have some fun. After all, you deserve a good laugh. So, ladies and gentlemen, and all of us bringing our sturdy, fire-hardened skills from the old era into this new one, we are back with Bart Jackson's top 2016 resolutions for fun and fulfillment in business. Now, I'd like to kick off the second half with the one negative suggestion in the whole batch, and that is... Never, never, never compare. And by that I mean do not look at the other people and beside you. This is not a race. You And you don't look at 
this the salaries. This person's been there three years, and he is making this much, or he got favored by this. This is the most devastating distraction you can possibly foist upon yourself. You can't win this game, and believe me, my friends, no horse ever wins the race by looking back and forth at the uh, other horses beside him. He puts his head down and goes as hard and fast as he can, and that's what I'm suggesting for you. So avoid the distraction of, uh, of comparison. And here's another note on comparison. It is not only... Uh, depressing for you. It's also just plain cotton picking false. The truth is that the greatest finger, uh, that is the greatest element in your career is fate. And I sincerely mean that. I'm not saying you shouldn't try hard. You know that. You want to make yourself ready for an opportunity. But my friends, fate plays the hand of when opportunity comes your way. I was talking with Miss Rachel Ray of the great cooking fame, who now has five various um, endeavors under a wing, two of which are, only two of which are TV shows. And she got her start. She was doing little uh, cooking demonstrations in libraries. And by sheer chance, fate brought a snowstorm to one of them to the major morning show in Boston and they couldn't find anyone she had by sheer chance come to visit a friend in Boston was doing a little show in the library they had her demo tape and boom she got swept in because there was nobody else available and from there on she absolutely blossomed if it hadn't snowed that day you probably wouldn't know the name of Rachel Ray but conversely and this is one of my favorite you can you can do everything right, and it can still be just disastrous. Farmer McLean was a an excellent farmer. He grew more corn. He really literally uh, had more bushels per acre. He threw some very wise planting than anybody else in Pennsylvania. And he had this beautiful little creek called Bull Run that watered his fields. And then one day, in 1862, there came the Union and the Confederate armies, and they just trampled all over his field, totally destroyed it. Had the first battle bull run, it was just a disaster. And he said, oh my God, my whole crop is ruined. What am I going to do? Well, I'll tell you one thing I'm not going to do is go anywhere. I'm going to stay right here because once they fought a battle, that's they will move, the troops will move on, and I'll never see them again, thank heavens. Well, within a year, yes, my friends, came the second battle of Bull Run, just after Farmer McLean had gotten his uh, gotten his crop freshly planted yet again. So this time he had it, and this is an actual historical truth. It's so sad. Oh, heaven! He picked up and he moved his farm. He sold the land what he could get for it. Went down and bought a brand new farm in the fields of. Appomattox, and I will let you look up, if you don't know already, what battle took place there in the Civil War. You could be as good as McLean, and fate can really just knock you down sometimes. Anyway, I so I pass that on. Remember, keep that. It will put your whole career in perspective, and it'll make you laugh when times get tough. Now, for and as the sixth 
uh, New Year's resolution for adding a little fun profit and fulfillment in your life, I'm going to ask that you find a mentor. And somebody out there is doing what you do better than you are, faster, easier, or more profitably. And it would behoove you greatly to find out how they're doing it, but also, and this is the other key, to find out who they are. It's not just enough to know a man's skill. You want to know that fellow's self. You want to know what she's like inside, and all that is the key to the person who's doing it right. Take a look. Again, these are tools that you... They hold tools that you can apply, and some you can make yourself, but get to know a mentor. And for all of those, by the way, who are considering choosing a mentor, and look around, not just in your own company, look in, look throughout the industry, go and introduce yourself, or go to your business organization. I'm a great fan. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a great tout for professional organizations. Get out there and find those people. Talk with them. And then you're going to find that, that, these, that there is a lot for you. But as a, just as a caveat, when you choose this person as a mentor, you don't have to so call them. But whatever person that you are taking advice from, make sure you have something else to give them. You don't just want to be sitting at their feet and having them gush forth at you. It's a, it's a uncomfortable relationship, and you will seem like a taker. So make sure that you have something else that you can offer them. A personal connection is nice. A bit of, a, uh, a bit of advice that you picked up from friends, stock tips, you name it. But just remember, all businesses give and take. Make sure you have something to give. And uh, for number seven, I am going to say this is this is something that is so important, and so few of us do it in this age of focus, focus, focus. Explore your company. That is every bit of your company, every uh, and your company's industry. Sherry Spiro, who now is the CEO of Ann Magic, started out as the young niece working in the custom print shop of her uncle, and she said, I was like a kid in a candy shop. I went to the embroidery uh, place. I went to the graphics place. I went to the, the offset color, which is back then, uh, that they had all the printing mechanisms. She found everything about the, sh- the shop and then about other printing methods and new printing methods. And so when it came time for her to, through a whole series of fiscal maneuverings, which I, I won't go through. But by again, fate lent its hand. Sherry had the opportunity to either leave the business or swiftly step in and take it over. She had the skill. She knew every single aspect of her business. So do explore your company and be ready for opportunity, but also find that you will know your industry, and you'll find that sense of purpose. You'll find the right people. And the whole idea, reason for your being there falls into place, and it makes it fun. And I'm going to add one more uh, final resolution. Uh, well, 
maybe two, maybe two. We're going to do it this way. Uh, number uh, eight, develop one new skill. And this, I, I'm going to, if you will indulge me, it's going to be a personal example in my own case. Last year, my wife set me uh, up with piano lessons. And this Christmas, I proudly played Hark the Herald Angels Sing and Oh Come All Ye Faithful to Friends. Yes, yes, I did. I, <laughs> I started in January so I could do it for Christmas. The point is, it is you should always be learning something uh, or building something with that is outside the pressure of business, something that you enjoy doing. And it, it, it can be part of your business, but there should be no pressure to it, no time crunch on it, something that you just enjoy cultivating, a skill that you want to keep cultivating. It will keep your whole self, your uh alive and in that whole self of course is all of those skills and essences that make you the great business person and i am going to stick in one more just because it's too favorite of me too favorite uh thing of me to let go and it's of the eight here's number nine ladies and gentlemen please always seek out new ways to give credit enough said okay so, as we round out today's show, allow me to leave you with today's business quotation. Who is the person who said, uh, there is nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which really should not be done at all? <laughs> and as a hint, uh, this management consultant's alma mater was, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you that. Is it? I'll say this. This uh he was his alma mater and this, and he is a native of the city where they really know how to waltz around a subject. All right, I'll let you work with that one. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, uh or you think you do, just write down that author's name and send it to info at bartsbooks.com, I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com to win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Book Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, Tis, it's really a fine thing to launch into the year with sweeping innovation. Just remember to look back and bring back all that wise judgment from years past as you make your changes. To all you faithful and playful listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO uh, show today as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our episodes of the Art of the CEO at blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. And next week, do turn in to Blog Talk Radio, The Art of the CEO, to catch Ms. Connie Mercer, CEO of Homefront, uh, one of the most global-thinking, local-acting forces that is ending the homeless and giving so many people a justified hope. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, this has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>